0: Thank you for joining us. The uh, programme is from Pelndaffee Legal News here on Weidelberg Stereo. Alicia Kuzak will today discuss an interesting case where a gambler sued Son of the for failing to prevent him from playing at their casinos after he had listed himself to be excluded. For those of you who don't know, there is such a list that you can ask to be added to, and then in this case He uh, was unhappy that they allowed him, in other words, he himself voluntarily went to the casinos and then later he complained that they didn't prevent him from from gambling and losing a lot of money. So uh, Alicia will explain to us what the outcome of that uh, case was. Then another labour law matter, uh, Johannes Mukutidi, will answer the question as to whether dismissal of a manager Uh, Who sent messages on a WhatsApp group encouraging employees not to be vaccinated against COVID 19 is fair. In other words, can you fire someone as an employer who does that? So please stay tuned for those uh, discussions. I think both of them um, are rather interesting. Remember also to send us your questions, your comments to info at vvd for von Feldenduffy.co.za. You get some boring cases, and you get some interesting ones. I think this one certainly falls into the category of interesting ones. But before we get to the uh, court case as such, and thanks for joining us, Alicia uh, Kuzek, uh, um, all casino owners, all gamblers, uh, please uh, listen to what we're going to tell you today. Before we get to the facts of this case, I think we should maybe just talk about the legislation. What is actually the relevant act in this case? And I think there are also actually regulations that are relevant for this method.
1: Yes, so in South Africa we have the National Gambling Act. So this is, as we can say, the supreme act of gambling in South Africa. But what this act then does is it provides for provincial regulations. So each province in South Africa is entitled to promulgate its own regulations which dictates how it will deal with with gambling in its province so in this case we'll specifically be dealing with the northwest regulations because the casino in this matter is Sun City International this is where the whole affair took place essentially Um, maybe then just for a bit more getting specific on the regulations um, one of the key points here was what the regulations dictate with regards to what they call excluded persons. Um, and how casinos have to deal with these types of people.
0: And who are typically your excluded persons? Those are the sort of addicted gamblers, no? That can be put onto that list, in I right?
1: Yeah, so we, you know, they are the problem gamblers i'd say and there's actually two ways to get on the list the casino themselves can decide to put you on the list for whatever reason or the person can elect to put themselves on the list um and the consequences of being on this list is that you are then identified as i said as a problem gambler which means a casino should not knowingly allow you onto the premises and allow you to gamble there. Um, so it's a way for, I guess, casinos to protect themselves if necessary, and also for problem gamblers who have realized they have a problem to try and protect themselves.
0: Uh, we actually in Rustenburg, by the way, so some City is not far from here, um, in the Northwest Province. Do you actually gamble? Uh, or are you one of those?
1: absolutely too stingy for it. Um, I'm actually from Durban, so I attended once when I turned 18 or 19. I went to our big casino in Durban. I lost a hundred bucks within the first 10 minutes of being there, realized that it wasn't for me and left immediately. Okay.
0: Alright, so let's maybe get to the uh, court guys. Um, what happened here?
1: So, um, in this matter, we're dealing with a Mr. Issa. Um I may be mispronouncing that surname, so my apologies. But Mr. Esak and his wife decided that they were under an immense amount of stress, and so they wanted to take a little break, Um, and they decided to go to Sun City. Uh, They said their intention was not to attend to the casino at all, they just wanted to take a getaway break at Sun City. Unfortunately, Mr. Esak was a problem gambler. He was actually a self-identified problem gambler.
0: So he put himself on that list that we discussed.
1: Exactly. He put himself on the list. Um, I believe he did it in Gauteng. But the thing is about being on the list, it's nationally applicable. So he was not just excluded from casinos in Gauteng, he was excluded from casinos in the whole of South Africa. Um while at Sun City, apparently the call of the casino was just too much for him to bear. So knowing that his card would not work at the casino, because that is one of the effects of being placed on the list, he took his wife's loyalty card and he went gambling. Um, he ended up gambling 5.2 million Rand away. Um, and after I guess realizing the loss that he had suffered. He decided to sue Sun City and told them that they must be a responsibility for the loss that he suffered.
0: Because they allowed him to gamble at the place, despite the fact that he's on that list. Yes,
1: yeah, so that was his first argument. He said, well, the regulation provides that you must not allow me on your premises. I was able to get on the premises. I was able to lose 5.2 million. rand. Why should I be responsible? You as the casino should not have allowed me to be there. And the casino said, no. What the regulation specifically says is you must not knowingly allow such a person on your premises. And the casino said, you came here, you used your wife's card because you knew that your card would not work. How were we supposed to know you were on the premises? Um, And the court actually agreed with Sun City. They said, yeah. You know, it wasn't reasonable of him to expect of Sun City to know that he was there um, and then to take the steps that is prescribed by the regulations to get him off of the premises.
0: I think that makes sense. sounds like a far-fetched argument that he was uh, trying to uh, raise there in court. And uh, I I guess he would also agree with the finding of the court.
1: Absolutely. And that, to me, sounded far-fetched. And then he actually took it a step further. He said, "Okay, let's abandon the regulation argument that hasn't worked. I am now going to try and keep you delictually responsible for what has happened. Um, and we won't get into the technicalities of what a delict is or how to prove it because the court just said no. In two thousand and four, there was actually a similar case where a problem gambler tried to hold a casino li- liable, and the court said no. You cannot hold a casino liable delictually liable in these circumstances. And then again." When Mr. Isaac realized he was on the back foot, he changed course again. And he said, no, but since 2004, public opinion has changed. In uh, legal terms, we say the um, has changed. And he said, now people no longer agree with the 2004 case. And the court said, okay, let's give you the benefit of the doubt and let's see what the public says. So how that works in a legal sense is you look at case law, you look at development, maybe even, you know, like legal, um, Uh, What's the academic opinions and so forth? Uh, They even went international, they looked at Canadian case law, they looked at American case law because we have very similar gambling regulations. And the court said, Absolutely not. It is the public's opinion that a problem gambler must be responsible for his losses.
0: Makes sense, I think. So, then finally, maybe the lesson for casino owners, etc. Obviously, you got to make sure that you stick to the act and the regulations, etc. So, you got to take steps to prevent any person on that um, list from entering the premises uh, and, and gamble, etc. Um, but at least they won't be held liable in circumstances like this. Um, and from the gambler's point of view, um, I guess the court also sort of confirmed the message that it's your problem. You must sort out your own problems. You can't blame the casino, you know, if that happens.
1: Yeah. Um, if we want to get specific about what a casino is supposed to do, maybe they is a casino boss listening, Um, in the case of an excluded person the first step if you become aware of them on your premises is to politely request them to please leave Um, and if they refuse the next step is actually to get the police involved. You can then call SAPS to the premises and have the person escorted away, Um, but yeah no I think in this case Mr. Essock was completely irresponsible and I have to say reading what the court said. Um, he wasn't going to convince this judge otherwise. If I remember correctly, in a portion of the judgment, the court actually says, sight must not be lost on the fact that Mr. Essak was the author of his own misfortune. And that is the end of the story for him.
0: Thank you, Alicia. My name is uh, falker Kruger, a familiar uh, face and voice here. Um, joining us again, uh, Johannes Mogutedi, to discuss another interesting, I think, uh, labor law matter. And, uh, yeah, Jonas, um, let's get right into it. The question is the following. Um, as I understand it, the manager was dismissed after he posted a message on a WhatsApp group encouraging employees not to get vaccinated against COVID-19. And I think the question was, was that a fair dismissal?
2: Yes, uh, uh, you correctly sum it up. Uh, very contentious issue. Uh, I know that uh, there are different views in dealing with the matter, but uh, in this uh, matter, what happened briefly is as follows that um, uh, Mr. Gerber was working as a manager for a company called Zone Control Room Management PTY LTD, which is a security company. Now, Zone had a number of clients, um, uh, and um, uh, Gerber was working for them and amongst others having or belonging to a same WhatsApp group. Now, uh, Mr. herber sent out a WhatsApp message to the group, and this group included uh, uh, the, the clients of ZONE. And uh, in the message, uh, he uh, claimed that the, the, the employees were not, uh, or the employers were not legally uh, entitled to force their employees to be tested uh, for COVID-19 and or even to be vaccinated. He even attached an article on that uh, message that he sent. So now, the
0: message wasn't only sent to the employees or the employees of the company as such. The employer was also sent to a client.
2: Yeah, to the clients. Yeah, so the they apparent, Yeah. WhatsApp group. yeah only they belong on the same WhatsApp group. Now, um, uh, he was charged by zone and ultimately he was dismissed. Now, he referred the matter to the CCMA, and uh, this is a decision by the CCMA. And the question is, can the employer dismiss the employee for sending such a message to the employer's clients and even to the employees? Now, from the facts, I could detect that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Herber. Who the applicant here in was uh, firstly, or some time before he was warned not posting his personal views on the WhatsApp group. Now, amongst others, uh, uh, the commissioner took into account that um, the, this situation was embarrassing to the to to the employer, which was Zone, and in addition to that, Zone was on the verge of losing uh, contact with that with, with those particular clients. And uh, the commissioner ruled that uh, the conduct by the Mr. Herbert in posting such a message amounted to breach of trust, and he deemed the dismissal to be fair, and he dismissed his application.
0: Okay. Yeah. So once again, I think we've mentioned that in a couple of previous programs as well. Be very, very careful what you do on social media. What you post it might cost you your job, like in uh, this case, um, and especially, I guess because clients were also involved. I don't know whether it would have been different when it's, if it had been only the uh, co-employees who were on that WhatsApp group, but in this case, obviously, there were serious potential consequences because there was uh, a client uh, who also got the message.
2: Yeah, you know, and in addition to that, remember that uh, uh, this uh, uh, clients and, uh, or maybe such a contract, a contract which requires uh the employees to fully execute what is expected of him nothing ne- negative unto us and in this instance i can i can i can believe that there was a whatsapp group for them to easily relate to each other in respect of their work activities and uh, he posted this together with an article and uh, amongst others he claimed that uh, uh, the the clients were forcing their employees to be vaccinated to and uh, to be tested I don't think it was his call, and uh, but be it as it may, it had the impact of breaching that relationship of of trust between the employer and the clients. And uh, I'm of the view, and I agree that uh, the, the, the I mean the views of the commissioner are correct. Although we'll see if the matter has been referred to the labour court and or not. But it's also a message to the employees that to be careful in what they uh, post on the social media because of it can cost them their employment.
0: Well, another interesting COVID-19 case, I guess. There have been many over the last couple of months. So we can add this one to the list and uh, yeah, we'll see whether there is an appeal and what the outcome of the appeal is and obviously keep our listeners uh, informed.
2: Yes, I think so, Folker. Thank you. Thank you, Volker.
0: My email address is info at vvd.co.z. Thanks for listening. Uh, Make sure that you tune in again next week Wednesday between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock and then also on Friday evenings.